Is mayonnaise an instrument? Unicorns! Show ponies! Where's the beef? Texas forever. I'm Batman. Boston, this is for you. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and all you other people that are out there today? This is Shime Time, and I am back with another episode of the hashtag SPP, the Shime Time Primetime Podcast. Today's a beautiful day, because today actually going to be talking to you guys about our nice comic book TV show roundup. That's right. It's the fall, and it's the time where all the new TV shows start their brand new seasons. And what better way to start the fall than with a hashtag SPP all about your favorite comic book shows. That's right. We're going to go over all of them. Now, I watch a vast majority of them. I don't watch all of them, but I watch a lot of them. So I am going to do my best to talk about every single one. And even the ones I don't watch, I'll at least mention. All right, I promise. Um, because I have heard good things from some people, but unfortunately there's just there's not enough time in the day. And as one man, one wise man once said to me, you can't watch everything. So shout out to hashtag dork for telling me that. Because it's the truth. You just can't watch everything these days. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to start with the DC comic book shows, um, primarily all of them. And by primarily, I mean, nope, primarily all of them, all but one, is on the CW. So Now, at least. It didn't used to be that way. One of them didn't used to be on the CBS, and now it's on the CW. And another one's on the Fox. So yeah, let's go over all that, shall we? Well... The first one back is coming back this Tuesday, actually, October 4th. And that is, in my opinion, probably the best uh, best one that I've seen, but not necessarily the best one on this list. Uh, I lied. It's the best DC show. We'll go with that. It's the best DC show on TV, in my opinion, and that would be The Flash, uh, airing on Tuesday, October 4th. At, I want to say, 8 o'clock on the CW, where we left off last time was Barry decided to go back in time and kill, or capture, reverse zoom, or reverse flash, aka, yeah, no, just reverse flash. I always get that crap mixed up, because there's reverse flash, there's zoom, there's doctor zoom, there's all kinds of people. Regardless, he captures Eobard Thawne, reverse flash. And does not allow Reverse Flash to kill Barry's mother. Therefore, making it so Barry's father doesn't go to prison, and thus beginning the Flashpoint Paradox. Now, for those of you comic book nerds out there, you know what the Flashpoint Paradox is. I love the Flashpoint Paradox. It's one of my favorite comics. It's also one of my favorite DC animated movies. Which, by the way, if you don't watch them, you should, because they're great. They're absolutely delightful. But anyways, as I was saying, the Flashpoint Paradox is a world where Barry's parents were never killed, and thus Barry technically never became the Flash. Uh, And in the trailer for Season 3, this is now Season 3, wow, great. Well, in the trailer, you notice that Barry does have his powers, but, 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 there's always a but. 
you see that he starts to lose his memories from the world he once knew, and they begin to merge with the world he is in currently. And thus, he is no long, He is losing his powers and will eventually not be the Flash anymore. Um, he's come to a world where he sees this dude who looks like Zoom, but I don't think is actually Zoom, um, and where the one and only Wally West is the Flash of the Flashpoint Paradox universe. In the real Flashpoint Paradox, we get to meet Batman, who is in fact Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne, and the Joker, who is Martha Wayne, because she watched her son die, and then she turned into the Joker, and Thomas turned into Batman, which is really freaking cool, which is why I'm telling you, if you can, go pick up the comic, the graphic novel. They have a graphic novel specifically about the Flashpoint Paradox Batman. They have the entire Flashpoint Paradox series. If you're a friend of mine, just ask. I'll let you freaking borrow it, because it's so... Oh, it's so good. So good. But I, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get to see all that fun stuff. We also, in the Flashpoint Paradox universe, uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are having a war between Atlantis and New Themyscira, which is actually now uh, the Amazons invaded England, took England and had made that into New Themyscira. Um, and they duke it out and kind of bring the world to its knees. So, yeah. But anyways, Barry brought about this new universe. He's no he's losing his powers. Now he's got to fix it. Cisco doesn't know who he is. Caitlin doesn't know who he is. I assume Dr. Wills doesn't know who he is if Dr. Wills even exists. I haven't seen him in the trailers. Uh Wally doesn't know who he is. Iris doesn't know who he is. Nobody knows who Barry is. So now Barry's got to figure it out. But what the Flash producers are telling us is that it's only going to last a couple episodes. Um, which is cool because then it'll get to the, you know, general storyline. The Flashpoint Paradox storyline shouldn't last the entire season. I think it'd be cool for a few episodes. We see where we're going. We come back and then we get our new villain. Like that's basically how it should go down. And I'm really excited for it to go, go down in that fashion. And if by any chance, uh, Andrew Kreisberg, Greg Berlanti, any of those guys who have any say on this show, um, decide to put Flashpoint Paradox, Flashpoint Paradox Batman into this show, I will cry tears of joy and I will I will be the happiest man on earth and I will send you a personal handwritten letter telling you thank you. Thank you. Because it's all I want in life. I just want the Batman family, the Bat family, even if it's Nightwing, one of the Robins, Batgirl, I don't care any of them. I need them in one of these shows, please. Oh, please. I just want it. I want it so bad. I want it so, so bad. And to be completely honest, it's like the perfect thing to do. I mean, the Bat family belongs in this universe. They would fit in so well with Arrow and all these other superheroes and it just, it really needs to happen because I really want it to happen. And I love Batman and the entire Bat family. And, and so, yeah, that's my plea. That's my plea. Um, but, you know, it's whatever. It happens. It's cool. But, yeah, so, I, I you know, I'm curious as to how they're going to finish the Flashpoint, how he's going to fix it. Um, <clears throat> but I do believe this is my theory that in the end of the Flashpoint uh, arc, if you will, uh, the result will be that Supergirl's Earth is actually merged with the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow Earth. 
um, just so that they can have their giant four-way crossover and make it make sense. I think that should be the major after effect of the the Flashpoint thing is that it's just it basically gives them a way to bring Supergirl into the fold with all their other heroes and uh, without, you know, relatively seamlessly. So, yeah, if you're listening out there, that's my, that's my theory. It's kind of how it's uh, going to play out. But I guess we'll see. See what else it does. If it brings about any cool new villains or any cool new. Um, I mean, I guess then. Wally West will keep his powers and stay Kid Flash, which would be really, really cool. Um, we get to see that dynamic build some more between Wally and Barry and all them. But overall, I don't, I don't see a lot of changes. Once you're out of the Flashpoint arc, I don't see a lot of changes coming for the Flash show or the Arrow show or anything because theoretically the ripples would have to affect every show. And I think by fixing it, uh, one way or another, Barry's gonna—he has to fix it to to leave the Flashpoint arc. And I, I really think the only thing that will technically change will be that Supergirl will then be a part of their Earth, and not some parallel universe, like it was originally. So, you know, it's a, it's fine. I you know I like it. I think it's good. It could be really good. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed and hoping, 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 hoping and praying that uh, they really do a good job with Flashpoint and that the after effects of Flashpoint uh, make sense and are kind of a solid transition into the rest of the season where they come up with a very good villain because I want a good villain this season. I want a really good villain. I love, you know, I loved Reverse Flash. I thought that was awesome. The first season was fantastic. Uh, The second season was great. I really liked it. I thought Zoom, the whole, the fact that they introduced the multiverse was huge. I thought that was awesome. But now where do they go? They can't bring back Reverse Flash. We've already done that. We've already done Zoom. You know, how about instead of it being just a speedster supervillain, we could, I guess, bring back like an army of intelligent gorillas and Gorilla Grodd, or we could do something along those lines. I don't really know, Um, but... I think it would be really cool to explore some new villains that aren't necessarily just speedsters. Uh, we could bring back gods. We could, I mean, if they want to get really recent, they could just introduce Godspeed, which is the villain in the current Flash rebirth storyline. So there's a lot that uh, Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kreisberg, and all those guys can do with this show. Uh, I'm just hoping they do it right. And they haven't done me wrong so far, so I, I have no reason to doubt them. And the next show would air the next day, Wednesday, October 5th, comes back Arrow, the longest running of the DC comic book shows. It was the very first. Um, they're going into their fifth season. Now, with me, Arrow's been kind of a roller coaster. Season one was great. Season two was, in my opinion, probably the best season. Season three was good. It was good. I enjoyed it wasn't my favorite but it was very good um and then season four it was was, the issue with season three is there was a lot of um a lot of time spent introducing the legends of tomorrow and really helping to establish the flash which is fair um but i felt like a lot of that the arrow story was left you know kind of lackluster but it was good i loved the league uh the League of Assassins, and all that, so that's good, Um, but season four was kind of meh, not a huge fan, Damian Dark was okay, I loved the the actor playing Damian Dark, I believe his name is Neil McDonough, he's awesome, if you haven't seen uh, the Walking Tall remake with 
uh, The Rock and Neil McDonough. Really good. I highly recommend you uh, go check it out. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought season four was okay. Um, it wasn't my favorite. So I'm really hoping they kind of go back to their their groove of season one and two and really give me the nitty gritty of Arrow. Because uh, one of the best parts of Arrow was when it was, you know, kind of dark and but 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 good. The action was great. The stories were awesome. And we don't need I'm sorry, we just they need to think on a smaller scale. Oliver Queen doesn't need to go save the universe. He just needs to save Star City. Uh <laughs> so let's tone it down with the I'm going to destroy the world and rebuild the population with my you know, my own bare hands deal and let's kind of just pull the reins in a little bit. All right, let's give the Green Arrow something that the Green Arrow should be dealing with no matter what. So that's what I want to see. Um, I want to, I would love to see Ollie turn into the killing machine he was like in season one and even into season, yeah, the into for season one, which was badass, by the way. Um, and from the looks of the trailer, he might just do that, uh, which would be awesome. And then we also have to think about the fact that he's building a new team. Uh, all of his team members are gone. Diggle rejoined the service. Uh, Speedy, Thea is just kind of out of it. Roy is gone, you know, so Oliver's alone. Yeah, I guess Felicity is still kind of hanging around, but Oliver is more or less alone, and he needs needs some teammates, and he's going to recruit. Oh, uh, God, what is his, his name? The dude that works for Felicity. The big, tall, black guy. Oh, my God. The name is escaping me, and I feel like an idiot. Regardless, I know for a fact that he actually becomes Mr. Terrific. Uh, I be- it, it, terrific Tech. Um, if you didn't notice, last season they kind of nodded at it when he developed that silver little ball thing. Yeah, that's the like the Terrific Tech, like the piece de resistance by Mr. Terrific. Um so, so that they're kind of alluding to him becoming Mr. Terrific, which is cool, which is actually really cool. I liked it. Um, then they also have Wild Dog played um, in this. I forget the actor's name. Oh, crap. Now I can't remember. He's in the movie Coach Carter. I know that. He's one of the basketball players in that movie. I can't remember the actor's name now, and it's killing me. This is just bad. Um, but they have Wild Dog, who looks really cool. Uh, I actually like the way he sounds and the way he looks uh, from, you know, the little bit that I've seen in the trailer. And then they bringing back the girl that impersonated um, Black Canary last season after, you know, her untimely death uh, and bringing her back. And I assume she's going to become Artemis, which is like Oliver Queen's sidekick, but like a green arrow sidekick instead of, you know, speedy and being red arrow and all that stuff. Um, so there's that. Um and I'm curious how that's going to go. Uh, you know, the new team. I'm going to have to get used to new characters and all this stuff. But, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm just really hoping they do a good job with it. That's really all that matters to me. Uh, and then we have the big bad in this season is Prometheus. Um, Prometheus is said to be one of the people that survived. Uh, what was the, I believe the city's name was Haven Rock. Which was the city that actually took the nuke missile. Um, or is that Ragman? Might be Ragman that that's actually one of the villains that survived ha- uh, Haven Rock. But uh, regardless, I know Prometheus is actually the big bad in this, uh, which is a really cool villain. I don't know a whole lot about him, which is even better. 
um, because I like to be surprised. Um, but the looks, he looks freaking awesome. I was really, when I first saw the trailer at Comic-Con, I, I could have sworn it was Red Hood and I was like losing my mind, but I think it, it you know, they've announced that it's Prometheus and I think he looks really good. Um, and I'm really hoping that it'll be an awesome villain for the show. And I'm really hoping that he kind of pushes Oliver in a, a direction that, you know, we haven't really seen. And, oh, I forgot to even mention, we get to see Oliver being a part of the Bratva. Yes, and we get to see his flashbacks in Russia this season, which should be awesome because the entire time we've seen this show, it seems like he has this really big connection to the Bratva and uh, and Russia and all this stuff and it seems like a really badass thing to be associated with. So I'm really excited to kind of see how they show us that, uh, which will be awesome. But yeah, so that just about does it for Arrow. And then lastly... We have Supergirl. Now, Supergirl, I actually just watched. Uh, I just finished binge-watching it literally yesterday. Like, I'm not kidding. I literally just finished yesterday, and the first season was fantastic. It was so well done. I mean, so the story was great. Uh, the characters were awesome. Uh, and the Flash-Supergirl crossover episode that they had was one of my favorite episodes of comic book television that I've ever seen. It was so cool. The dynamic they had was perfect. Uh, it was awesome. It was so well done. And I'm so excited for Supergirl to actually become officially part of the CW universe. I think that's so awesome because I can't wait to see uh, when, who is a character from Supergirl, when Felicity and like Cisco all in a room at the same time because it would be freaking hysterical. They are so awesome. They're perfect in the roles they play. They do such a good job overall in the show. Um, and I just thought the chemistry there was perfect. It was like spot on. And so I'm really hoping that carries over into season two. Uh, the issue with season two that I'm really kind of bummed about for Supergirl is that they're losing Callista Flockhart for a long period of time. Um, because they're moving to the CW, they're moving shooting from LA to or Hollywood to Vancouver because it's cheaper and it's a smaller budget and all that stuff. Uh, and Callista Flockhart didn't want to do that. So unfortunately, we're not going to get as much Cat Grant as I may have liked because uh, I thought she was awesome in season one, especially for the role she needed to play. I thought she was perfect. But we're going to get to see her in the first couple episodes, but other than that, we're going to be a little lacking with the Cat Grant situation, which sucks, but we're going to have to deal with it. That's just how it's going to go. Um, but overall, I thought season one was fantastic. I can't wait for season two um, because in season one, we get to see Red Tornado. We get to see Bizarro. We got to see a Black Mercy. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm going to jump to another animated DC show which was actually justice league unlimited did an episode with the black mercy where it attached itself to superman um which is basically like it's a parasitic symbiotic plant that attaches to your chest and if tried to be removed will kill you um but it and it puts you in a hallucination that seems extremely realistic and it just sucks the life out of you and eventually will drain you completely of your you know of your life and your blood and all that. I don't really know exactly what it eats, but if it's like a vampire thing, cool. If not, I don't know. But it like basically like eats you uh, as you sit in this hallucination and just drains you of your power and energy uh, in order to survive. And the only way to beat it is to willingly 
leave the hallucination to recognize the fact that it is in fact a hallucination and to leave. And if you don't, you'll be trapped in the hallucination forever and you'll die because the life will just be sucked out of you, which is pretty cool, by the way. Um, so yeah, so we got to see Bizarro, Black Mercy, Red Tornado, Martian freaking Manhunter was in this, which was awesome. He was such a good part of this show. I'm so happy. I mean, you get to see him like halfway through the season and then he becomes a major character the entire rest of the season. It's just freaking awesome. Oh my God. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him get involved with the rest of the universe because of that. That'll be sweet. Oh my God. He was so good. That was arguably one of my favorite parts. We also get to see a white Martian. Um, what else? Oh, there were so many things. So many things. Maxwell Lord was a major character who was perfect. I think Maxwell Lord was casted perfect. He's a, the perfect actor for his role. He's kind of like a Lex Luthor uh, role to Supergirl where he does help Supergirl sometimes when it suits him, but he also doesn't trust her and fears her and is trying to develop a way to stop her. And I, so I'm just... I loved season one. I thought it was awesome. I recommend if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's only 20 episodes and it's totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. And season two is supposed to be great. Um, I'm really excited for season two. And we get to see Superman in season two. That's right. They cast Superman and he's going to be in the first, I want to say like four episodes of Supergirl, which is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, They cast him as Tyler Hoechlin. Who, if you don't know Tyler Hoechlin, Tyler Hoechlin was in uh, Teen Wolf with Colton Haynes. There's that connection. And then he was also in Seventh Heaven a long time ago, if you remember. Uh, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, like, dated Ruthie and stuff in Seventh Heaven, but that's just telling you my television knowledge. So, but Tyler Hoechlin looks the part. Um, he, they've shown, they showed an extended clip preview of him and Supergirl working together to save a plane, which looks awesome. I'm super excited. Uh, I think the only ever issue I ever had with Supergirl was that I felt like some of the fight scenes were a little hokey. Um, the whole flying mechanic, you could tell they were like on wires and stuff. And it was kind of weird. Um, the fight scenes were just not my favorite. But the the best part is that the CW has awesome, awesome, awesome stunt directors. Uh, the guy for Arrow, I believe his name's Andrew Bamford, is freaking fantastic as a stunt coordinator, stunt director, the whole deal. Uh, he is so good um, at training them and everything like that, and I'm so excited to see what he can do for a show like Supergirl now that it's part of the CW. Um, I think it could really kind of turn those fight scenes around, but I'm just hoping that the the change in budget between CBS and the CW isn't going to affect the show too, too much. Like, in a negative way. Like, we're already losing Cat Grant for the majority of Season 2, which blows. I hate that. But, it you know, it's one of the sacrifices that needed to be made. Um, because it's not that Calista Flockhart doesn't want to do the show. It's just that she, like, she she just can't. Or, or something like that. She just, she lives in L.A. She can't really take the time off to go all the way to Vancouver for months and months to, to shoot and stuff like that. So... It really sucks, but I mean, in the end, there's only so much you can do. But I'm excited for Superman. I don't even know who the villain is in season two of Supergirl, which is really cool. I'm excited to see who that's going to be. And who the hell was in the Kryptonian pod at the end of season one? That's the big question. My guess, my theory, you ready for this? I don't think you're ready. Hold on. Hold your britches. Keep them tight. I'm going with Crypto the Superdog. Boom. 
<laughs> I know, totally just blew your mind. But uh, honestly, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, um, which is really cool because I have no idea. I, ha- I haven't seen anything really on it online. I haven't done a ton of research either because I want to be surprised. Um, but I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for this. I loved season one and I'm so stoked for season two now that it's on the CW and to see what they can really do with the show. Um, lastly, we have Legends of Tomorrow, uh, which premieres, oh, by the way, Supergirl premieres October 10th and, uh, Legends of Tomorrow will appear October 13th. That's well, that'll be the premiere date. So they come out, they start a week after the first episodes of Flash and Arrow. I think that's probably because these shows are a little shorter seasons. I'm pretty sure Legends, Legends will only be 16 episodes, maybe even 12. Uh, and Supergirl, I'm assuming will be 24, maybe only 20, like it was on the CBS, but I'm not sure. They haven't really, I haven't really read anything on it or heard anything about it. So, but Legends of Tomorrow, I haven't watched it. My brother and my friends watch it, or one of my friends watches it. Um, they say it's really, really good. They really loved it. I do know that they're introducing the Justice Society of America, which sounds cool. I actually saw a photo um, online of the new Justice Society of America with all the different characters in it, which looks really cool. Obsidian looks like a boss, by the way. Just so you know, if you don't know who Obsidian is, you can go look it up. He's just a hero. I don't really know much about him, but I saw him and he looks really, really cool. So that would be awesome. And I'm curious to see if they switch up any of the team members from Legends of Tomorrow from last season to this season. Because I know there's Firestorm, there's White Canary, there's Adam, there's Hawk Girl, there's Captain Cold, there's um, Heat Wave. Uh, but I'm curious to see if they bring in any new heroes. Like, is Vixen going to be there? Is, um, I don't know, is Arsenal going to join up or something? But Because I think, I think what would be awesome. Now, again, shout-outs, shout-outs. Andrew Kreisberg, Greg Berlanti. They put Arsenal on this season of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They introduce Red Hood in Arrow. Arsenal comes back into Arrow because of the crossover. And then Arsenal, Red Hood get their own TV show. Boom, everybody wins because that would be freaking amazing. That would be so good. Red Hood and Arsenal. Oh, I'd love that. I mean, they have their own comic book. I'm just... Just throwing it out there. I know it's kind of an oversaturation with TV shows, but I could do without Legends of Tomorrow if you're going to give me Arsenal and Red Hood. Just saying. With that all being said, these four shows, because they're all in the CW, they're in the same universe, or should be in the same universe. Technically, Supergirl isn't. It's in a different Earth, but same universe regardless. Uh, The TV universe, if you will. They're going to have a four-way crossover Later in the season. I think it's like halfway through the season. They're going to do a four-way crossover. So you're literally going to get a mo- two movies worth of TV time. Maybe, okay, technically with all the commercials cut out. A movie's worth of TV time with all four of these shows fighting against one villain. And the villain in this season's crossover is said to be the Dominators. Now, I didn't know who the Dominators were. Uh, I don't think a lot of people do. But they are also known as the Dominion. Um, They are an alien race from the outer cosmos of the universe. And literally, I'm reading this off of the DC Wikipedia page. So just here you go. This is who the Dominators are. They are a highly technologically advanced and live in a rigid hierarchical society in which one's cast is determined by the size of a red circle on one's forehead. 
They are master geneticists who can manipulate the metagene to enhance members of their own cast. So that seems pretty cool. Aliens, always cool. Fighting against the superheroes. They're gonna they're really strong and smart, which is cool. It's different. So the the Dominators were the chief instigators behind the alien alliance that invaded Earth. The Dominators believed that the unpredictable evolutionary tendencies of Earth's metahumans posed a clear and present danger to the state of the universe. When the invasion was beginning to crumble and turning to Earth's favor, one Dominator created a gene bomb and detonated it in Earth's atmosphere that would affect many individuals that possessed the metagene causing them to lose control of their powers and eventually fall into a coma and die. So, so far, immediately, I see Gene Bomb, I see Metahumans, and attacking the Metagene, and immediately see the Flash show being extremely affected, Supergirl show being extremely affected, even though she doesn't have the Metagene. A lot of people in her show could have the Metagene. So, already, sounds great. And then we have, since the point of the invasion was to harness these beings, not eradicate them, the Dominator was imprisoned by his own government, but prior to execution, a group of heroes, unaffected by the gene bomb, led by O, Martian Manhunter, who happens to be in this universe now, managed to steal data from his mind, crucial to reversing the effects of the gene bomb, and restore most metahumans back to health. Ironically, the detonation of the gene bomb was actually responsible for the creation of several metahumans. Well, what do you know? Maybe this creation of metahumans ties into Legends of Tomorrow, gives them some new characters to work with, introduces new characters to Supergirl or Flash or Arrow or whatever. I don't know, but it sounds awesome. So it sounds really, really good. I love what they're doing there. The four-way crossover would be fantastic, and I can't wait. Now on to Marvel's shows. Uh, Marvel has Luke Cage, which is now currently on Netflix. It literally just came out on Netflix yesterday. I haven't gotten to watch that first episode yet. I'm going to do so either tonight or tomorrow morning, so I, I seriously can't wait. Uh, it's it's It looks so freaking good. And all of the Marvel series that have come out on Netflix have been amazing so far. Daredevil was awesome. Jessica Jones was really, really good. Uh, and I'm excited for Luke Cage uh, because I know that I just know that it's going to be super good leading into the defenders and iron fist and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot I can say cause I haven't watched it yet and I don't want to spoil it for anyone anyway, seeing as it just came out yesterday, but I highly recommend you go see it. If you haven't, if you haven't planned on it or weren't going to, you should, because it's going to be awesome. And then the other Marvel show that's out is agents of shield, which I don't watch. But I did hear that Ghost Rider is now a part of the series, which is pretty cool. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. I feel like they're already like four or five seasons in, and I feel like that's just a huge commitment to make to go through and watch it all. But then again, if I find myself in a period where I don't have anything to watch and I need stuff to just binge the crap out of, well, that might be my choice. I haven't decided yet, but uh, we'll wait and see. And that just about does it for the Marvel ones. See, as you can tell, I'm not... Uh, they're just Marvel is more movie power than than DC, but DC has a lot of TV power, which is awesome. Um, but the last show I want to talk about isn't your normal comic book show. Uh, it is, in fact, a comic book show, which a lot of people don't know or didn't know. Um, and that would be season seven of The Walking Dead. I am like super excited for this. Um, I didn't even watch The Walking Dead when it first started. Uh, a buddy of mine at work had convinced me I was in a I was in a period of time 
just after Game of Thrones finished where I didn't know what I wanted to watch on TV. There wasn't a lot of things to watch. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he's like, dude, go back, watch Walking Dead. You won't regret it. So I did. And I surely did not regret it because this show is fan-freaking-tastic. It's such a good show. Um, I loved every episode. I love every freaking second of this show. And I'm so excited for season seven to start. And that's going to premiere October 23rd, which is a Sunday, which does suck because it interferes with football. But I'll live. I'll get over it. And I'll, I'll survive. I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, but my big question for season seven is who did Negan kill at the end of season six? That's the big question. The huge cliffhanger that they left us on is Negan is beating the living crap out of someone with Lucille. Who is he killing? Here's my theory. I'm going to give you my theory, and I hope you can let it ruminate, let it sink in, feel how you feel about it, and then come up with your own theory if you don't already have one. So my theory is that, in fact, Negan immediately went after Abraham. Uh, Abraham poses the biggest threat to Negan. He has to keep Rick alive and he has to keep Carl alive to use as leverage over Rick. He also has this thing. I just, on a TV show, granted this TV show has done some super fucked up stuff, so I wouldn't put it past him, but just knowing from a general perspective, even as a writer, um, of a comic book, it would be really difficult to have a dude beat a woman with a barbed wire bat to death. Right, I feel like that would be stepping over a line uh, a little bit. So I'm going to say they wouldn't do that. And we're going to go with the idea that that means that Michonne is safe. Maggie is safe. And yeah, so those those two and Rosita would be safe. So there's there's your there's your people that wouldn't be affected by this. So that leaves Eugene. Um, Abraham, Daryl, and Glenn, and Aaron. But I'm going to put Aaron to the side as well because I feel like Aaron is too new. I also don't think you're going to kill Eugene because he's useless. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he's not useless to the show. He's useless to kill. There's no point in killing Eugene. He can't do anything. He just knows a ton of stuff. So... I doubt it would be Eugene, and by the way, at the end of season six, where he hits the person in the head and they barely freaking flinch, the only person that could do that is Abraham. Everybody else would collapse and just lie on the ground and just take their beating. Abraham's going to stand there and defend. He's going to stand up against the the oppression. He's going to show he is a tough-ass mofo, and he's not going to take no shit from nobody, because that's how Abraham is. He's a soldier. He's a monster is what he is, a beast, my boy. But um, So I think Abraham's going to get the crap beat out of him. And I think Glenn is going to overreact to the situation. He's going to yell and scream, and as we heard Negan tell him, you move one more time, I'm going to beat the living crap out of you too. And I think Glenn's going to freak out, and Negan, after killing Abraham with Lucille, is going to beat the living shit out of Glenn. Now, I don't know if he's going to kill Glenn. I'm going to say yes, he is going to kill Glenn. So he's actually going to take two people from us instead of just one. But there is also a possibility that he just beats Glenn to the point where Glenn can still live, but is extremely injured. So, I'm not really sure. But the amount of hype and the amount of, um, like, 
I don't even know, uh, suspense put behind this one action has been huge between the characters saying that it was unbelievably hard to read and it was so heart wrenching and gut wrenching and all this stuff and all, you know, all the critics and all this stuff saying like, Oh, it has to be huge. It has to be huge. Well, I think they have to do something that's going to impact the fan base and really show them that anybody is fair game right now. And I think by killing Glenn, you do that. Now, I don't read the comics. Uh, yeah, well, I do read the comics. I'm just not caught up nearly to this point in time. But I am privy to the information that in the comics, spoiler alert, if you haven't gotten there or you don't watch the show or whatever, spoiler alert, uh, Negan kills Glenn in the comics. Now, as we've seen, they don't do everything exactly according to the comics, but I they do pull some source information, so I don't I, I do see it as a possibility and even almost kind of a likelihood that Glenn will die at the hands of Negan. Uh, I just feel like that's how it's gonna be. Uh that's kind of my gut feeling. But uh it, you know, either either way, I, I don't see how we're gonna move on very well from this. But I also think that with Glenn, they've prepared you for Glenn to die now multiple times. After the whole incident with Nicholas where he falls under the dumpster, um, you know, I thought he was dead then. I cried after that moment. Oh, God, I was in tears. My brother, I remember I had my brother binge watch uh, Walking Dead right after I did. And he got to this episode and and he just, he's like, dude, I, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. Like, I'm so sad. I can't keep going. And I'm like, no, 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 you got to keep going just because I knew. But at the same time, it's such a gut-wrenching moment because you knew how close Glenn was to you and how important he was, and you know you just couldn't see him die. So you've already felt that pain of actually watching Glenn die that now that if they killed him again, it wouldn't be nearly as heart-wrenching because you've already seen it happen. You've already been hit with that surprise, like it actually happened when in fact it didn't, and then they kind of just pulled him back on you and said, ha, 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 he's not actually dead. So now that I've already felt that pain, it wouldn't be as hurtful to take him right now if you know Negan beat the crap out of him and killed him it just you know so which is another reason why I think they would do it because then they under they already know that the fan base will be tempered to the idea that Glenn can be dead and everybody can still move on if he is dead so that's my whole reasoning and theory around who Negan is going to kill um, but another thing that I wanted to mention and I really hope we get to see at the end of the season is the whispers now they're there this is where the comics are at right now uh, I guess I'm privy to that information as well they're this group of people who actually kill the walkers skin the walkers and then wear the walkers skin and like just walk around in the herds and pretend to be walkers and kill people and stuff which I don't know about you is deranged as all hell but super fucking cool like come on how does that not get you excited so I really kind of hope we see that in this season I don't know much else about them but if they get if we get to see them at the end of this season and, and they become a major part of next season y'all gonna be stoked it'd be badass but that's kind of gonna do it uh, for this episode of the hashtag SPP, that was your comic book TV show roundup. Um, you know, they like I said, it's all starts. Uh, Luke Cage is already out on Netflix. Agents of Shield has already started, uh, and Flash starts on Tuesday, October fourth. 
So I really encourage if you if you aren't watching them now, I really recommend watching Flash. Uh, I really recommend watching Arrow. I really recommend watching Supergirl. I highly recommend watching Luke Cage. And if you aren't watching The Walking Dead, well, you should be because you're an idiot. But that aside, that criticism aside, that's all our TV show roundup. Uh, I love all, you know, all the, I love comic book shows. So if there is one, I'm at least going to give it a chance uh, if I can, if I have the time, I guess. But like I already said, you can't watch it all. So that's going to do it, guys. Uh, like always, I'm Shime Time. You can find me on Twitter at Shime Time or you can find you can send us an email shimetimeprimetime at gmail.com. You can find us on the SoundCloud or the iTunes. And with that being said, we're going to head right into this week's song of the week to play us out of the episode. It's a song, a little song that I love, one of my favorite songs. It's by a group called Jared in the Mill, who you've never heard of. I can almost guarantee that. And their song, Keep Me Going On. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And remember, people, hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on iTunes and love the Shine Time Primetime Podcast. See ya! Oh